0: It's the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, episode five: Classrooms Like a Punk Show. We ain't got no place to go. Let's go to the punk rock show, darling. Take me by the hand. Gonna see a punk rock band. There's no yes and TV shows.
1: All right. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Maybe it's the evening. Maybe it's your commute. Maybe it's your plan. I don't know. But I am
0: Mike. I am the principal extraordinaire at Oakland Elementary School in Lansing, Illinois. And I'm Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. So let's get our classrooms to be like a punk show, bringing passion Unity and a little DIY attitude to what we do.
1: That's right. You don't need to have to have a punk background or listen to punk rock to bring that mindset to your school. Here
0: we can all be punks at the Punk Rock Classrooms Podcast. All right. So, Mike, I am super excited about this episode, man. Yeah, for sure. It's a little different this time. time. Uh, So, today, everybody, Mike and I are going to dive into this idea of classrooms like a punk show, right? So, Mike and I grew up in punk rock, going to punk rock shows. I played in bands and punk rock bands, and so we have this idea that your classroom and your school can function a whole lot like a punk show, and so we've kind of broken up the idea of how, how a punk show is set up, and so the first thing we want to talk about is what happens before the show. So, Mike, what happens before the show at a punk show?
1: Yeah, so the, the cool thing about going to punk shows is we would go, and there wasn't really a backstage area a lot of these places, so the, the band's... Are in there with the fans, watching the opening man's with you, shooting the breeze with you, just talking and building those relationships. And uh, it was a lot a lot more informal than if you went to, you know, some big stadium show, man.
0: <laughs> right, right. And so I think like this idea of of what it was like for you and I growing up in, in punk shows can translate to what it can be like in your classroom or what it can be like at school. So for me, it's always about talking to my students before class starts, right i'm I'm outside, yeah. I have a portable, so I'm way out in the back of campus. Uh, i I stand out on my porch, I've got music playing in my classroom, and I talk to students as they come in. I say, hey, what's going on? I talk about, you know I'm, if they've got a, a shirt on, I'm like, oh dude, I really love that band or you know yeah. I had a, had a kid yesterday wearing a Nintendo 64 t-shirt. Nice. I, I was like, how do you know what Nintendo 64 is right And we had a little conversation right. about it and and that's that way like, I get to connect with my kids. I connect with kids that I don't even, that I don't even know kids who walk by my portable, go into other class, uh, other classes. So me and uh, me, and the other teachers who are in the portables next to me, we kind of sit out there and we talk to kids and we say, what's going on. We talk to each other. We, you know, talk to kids about what's going on and, and all that good stuff. And that's a really key part for me about, about connecting with students before the bell rings right so right. As, as a principal how does what do you do that sort of that same sort of hanging out before the show what does that look like for you
1: yeah well for for me one of my favorite things to do is just be in the parking lot you know waving cars down opening doors just smiling and welcoming the kids and the families mm-hmm. for school. It kind of lets them know like look i'm i'm not too good to not be out here um, so I'm the first face they see. I mean, I hate the days when I've got meetings and I, I can't be out there. And then in, in school, you know, with me not really having like class periods or a set class right. principal, i last year I got myself a mobile desk. I mean, 90 bucks from Staples. It's just a rolling cart. It's got all kinds of stuff. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably see pictures of it. And I, just in between classrooms when, when, cause we're in elementary school, so there's not yeah. really class change when kids are going to the gym or they're going to the restroom, I'm just I'm out in the hallways and they we talk about everything I mean sometimes we talk about what's going on in their classrooms other times they're talking to me about you know things going on in their life or they're showing me like today I had some kids just run up and show me some art project they made just on their own it wasn't even like a school related project so just like you said just being visible and being there and just building those relationships to let people know like yeah you know we're a school I'm your principal but we're, we're here for each other. Like we're here, you know, to trust each other and build each other up. So.
0: Right. I I think that's a really big part of it for me. And there's, there's other stuff you can do as an educator too. Like for me, I have something in my room called the wall of rad. And so, uh, I would use that with my seniors and I'd say like, Hey, when something awesome happens, let the class know, we'll put it on. I have like a little slip that says that's rad on it. And we put it on the wall and it's like, I got a job. I'm, you know, I, I, you know, uh, got accepted to, to college, to a college or, You know, I'm I'm playing ball somewhere, whatever it is, and they can tack that up on the wall, and we can all kind of celebrate what that looks like, and and we can kind of connect to what's going on, right? Um, I have a student who's in marching band, and she wore her state competition, like one of her competition shirts. I'm like, oh, how was the competition, right? It's those little things about connecting with our kids that build those relationships, right? We need to know we're here
1: more. Than just to teach the academics in the curriculum, you know, we do the same thing as as school-wide. We have this, our our motto this year is so good they can't ignore us. So anytime we catch a kid doing something good, I'll make a huge deal out of it. Whether it's I make a big spectacle and announcement in the lunchroom, or I go to their classroom and uh, like we had a girl the other day, she found like thirty bucks outside, like wad up of cash, and she brought it to the office, and then she helped us find out whose cash it was, and we returned it. So I mean. I give her a t shirt. We have these special t shirts that all the staff have. So only a handful of students have earned them. They get like this hashtag kindness bracelet, and then we take their picture. We have one of our bulletin boards. It's set up. It says like breaking headlines. And uh, my paraprofessional, who Mr. Ferguson was in charge of it, he prints out and makes it look like these newspaper headline articles of the awesome stuff these kids do in the pictures we take of them. So that's just, awesome. Like, yeah, showcasing like the amazing things they're doing
0: you know? Yeah. And I I think making those connections before class starts, even when the, even when the bell rings, I don't run into what I'm doing. Right. Like we start talking about, you know, we say, all right, guys, let's, what's going on. How is everybody's weekend? Who's got something they want to share with class? You know, those sorts of things, those conversations, or I'll swing by a desk of a student, right? Like sometimes, look, I teach high school and sometimes some of my high school kids come in and I can tell something's up. Right. Oh yeah. They need Hmm. some, like, you just know, you can see, sometimes it's really obvious, you know, I've got a, you know, I might have a student who's coming in, who's crying and and it's like, okay, I'm going to go handle this right now. All right, class. And and, you know, I, you know, I'll go, Hey, do you you need to step outside for a sec? Let's, let's chat or I'll come to the desk really, you know, discreetly or quietly and just kind of go, Hey, what's, what's going on? Do you need something? And, and just kind of have that conversation with them to let them know like, yeah, I, I, I'm here to teach you history, but I also care about you as people right? Like we're humans and I care about you and I care about what you do. And and showing that is, we talked about that before about building relationships and this before the show piece really helps you build that relationship. So this, this next little piece that we talked about, Mike, is this idea of like a punk show can happen absolutely anywhere, right? And in in a different episode, you talked about how you went to a punk show in a bowling alley, right? Like I've been to punk shows in a field with a generator. I've been to shows uh, that were in church basements and in people's houses and there can end up anywhere. And so what we kind of think about is like, we shouldn't limit ourselves, like for school, we shouldn't limit ourselves to where we teach kids, right? You know, learning experiences are all over the place. So as a principal, how do you interact with students at lunch or in the hallways? And how do you use sort of like, teachable moments in other places. What does that look like for you and your role in a school?
1: Yeah, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm in the hallways all the time. So if I see kids who, you know, are, are coming out of the room and you, like you said in your, the last topic we just talked about, you know, you just know if a kid's having a bad day or even a staff member for that matter, like I can just read people and know like, all right, something's going on. And so I can, you know, a lot of the times, you know, to kind of take the kid aside. I was like, "Hey, look, come take a walk with me, or we'll go somewhere." You know, kind of away from everyone and, and chit chat. And when I kind of find out what's going on, you know, whether it's something that's going on with their peers or, you know, the way uh, something they scored or how they did on a you know assessment or assignment. And I'll use like those moments to kind of give them kind of my bo- my background of you know growing up and how I had you know adults who know, didn't believe in me and kind of wrote me off before, you know, I even knew what I was going to do with my life. Um, and to kind of let them know, like they're not alone. Um, same thing at lunch, man. I, I love to go into the cafeteria and just randomly pick a table, sit down and just talk to the kids and we sometimes have conversations that have nothing to do with anything. Like they're teaching me about these Beyblades, or we'll talk about <laughs> video games and, you know, Fortnite. And then they all tell me that they could always beat me in Fortnite. And of course they can, cause I am horrible at it, but uh, I don't let them know. Um, but then we've got in, I've had some deep, like just thought provoking conversations with groups of fifth graders before just about like life and like, why schools are even here and the purpose. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to kind of take those moments and the kids don't even realize they're really learning, you know, right. Like they just, think they're oh, we're talking to the principal. This is cool. And, you know, using times like that, like just these couple moments here and there to really um, kind of teach them some life skills that hopefully they're going to carry with them. So when
0: they're you know older adults, they, they, All right, we'll go help change the world, man. Right. And I would tell you, like, as I pass through, we're a giant comprehensive high school campus, right? So there are teachers with their students out all over the place doing different lessons and different things. Like, I see the photography kids outside all the time. They're always out out, you know, lighting and doing photo shoots in different places and using our environment, right? So like, it doesn't have to mean the four walls of your classroom right and no you, you can use so much stuff outside of the room right and and maybe it's like taking your kids on a field trip you know my, my son uh, just they they go to uh, all sorts of stuff man i love elementary schools there's so many field trips that, that kids oh, go yeah. on like <laughs> all the time right? i can't keep up with it they get to go to they get to go to farms and they go to you know they go to the like they always go to some play there's always some place right. they go to see a play and there's just something really exciting to show kids. Like it, it's, it's not just what happens in school. You can learn anywhere. I remember, um, yeah. you know, my daughter was in a, a world history course and it was called big history. And so they were going to go to the planetarium up in Flagstaff, which is, which is up in the mountains here. There's like, okay. there's, there's like a light ordinance. So you can't have like, the street lights are really low. And so the, the university up in Flagstaff has an observatory. And so, we got to go up there and check this all out and go see, um, you know, they got to go check out a real observatory and see the stars and see all That's this cool. stuff. And for some of these kids, they'd never been out of Mesa, right? They'd never right. left the city that they're in. And so now they got to drive like three miles uh, or three hours up North and see snow for the first time. Right. That's awesome. Like it's it. those little things that it's not just, it's not always the, main curriculum we're doing but giving experiences to kids outside of the classroom is is a really important thing that that we can do as as educators and so if education can happen anywhere if we've got this routine before shows I kind of want to talk about what does it look like during a punk show and what does that mean for our classrooms and what does that mean for our schools and I think one of the biggest things about a punk show is crowd participation man like It is a major part of it what are some what are some memories you have about what it was like to be in the crowd of a punk show i mean it's
1: i mean it's just it's you feel like you are part of the band you're part of the experience and i think we touched on that maybe one of our first episodes man like it's it's everyone just kind of is electric connected and not just the four or five guys on stage like it's the couple hundred people in that venue and I would love like, you know, getting up on stage, just crowding around a mic, you know, you got 10 guys crowding around the mic, everyone's singing along or when the lead singer is putting the mic towards the crowd and they're not even singing anymore. Like it's, it's the crowd singing those vocals together, the band's jumping in the crowd with us. I mean, it's just, you, you, you're all connected and you all feel part of this together. Like there's just this sense of ownership in that experience like you left that show like you felt like that was your show even though you were just a kid who bought a five dollar ticket or paid three bucks to get in but that was part of your show you know you were part of that and we definitely
0: need uh need that in our classrooms and schools man so that idea of like you know you said you know sharing the mic right like what can what have you seen some of your teachers doing on your campus where they're letting kids sort of take the lead in their room, like handing the mic off. Like you said, like I've been at so many hardcore and punk shows where the singer literally just points the mic into the crowd and everybody just belts out that piece. Right. So what is that? What is that? How how have you seen your teachers sort of act that way or do those things in in your school?
1: So what I've seen here is just, I mean, it's hard to explain, but just teachers kind of, Drop in a, a problem or a situation, a scenario in the kids' laps, and we just got to kind of step back, like right. let them figure it out, you know? Like, we're not here, like, education is not here for us to just tell these kids what they need to know. Like, we need the kids to discover for themselves and learn for themselves, um, because that's what the real world is like, man. Like, we talked about this on our last episode when you, all those skills you learn, like you know, pressing CDs or making (laughs) patches, HTML code. Those are things that you need to just like learn. So we need to give our kids these experiences. So um, like my third grade today, they did this huge day long lesson. The kids all got these hard hats. They made like this whole construction theme where they, everything revolved, you know, the reading, math, science, everything they did today revolved around a construction site theme. And the kids, if they finished a certain project or they finished an assignment, which was all, like, hands-on, they got promoted. Because I was in the hall today, and they're like, hey, so-and-so just became – they're the first – you know, they graduated from being a journeyman. Now they're a (laughs) foreman. That's awesome. And it's all – like, they're also teaching them because – let's be realistic. You know, we got 90 third graders. There's a good – handful of them that are gonna go into that type of trade being a right. construction pipe fitter ironworker so now they're learning kind of it's not just hey I'm a I'm a pipe fitter no you have to work your way up through those right. ranks. right you have to earn you know giving those next credentials so you know to me it's but we just gotta give students voices back man they right. the school's here for them this is their school it's not <coughs> us you know so we need them to share their experiences what they're learning because as adults even we're going to learn more from them you know sometimes than what they can really learn from us so I don't know if that made any sense to you but
0: yeah no no that's that's perfect and this idea of like you know letting kids lead the learning in your classroom can be as simple as like hey you guys get to teach this part and you get to teach right. it however you want to teach it right so me as a social studies teacher we have a lot of stuff that you know like okay we got to learn about this piece of government or this piece of history and so instead of me sitting up here how about you guys figure out how you want to share this with the rest of the class right right do you want to do do you, do you want to do a powerpoint you can do a powerpoint you want to make a video you can make a video do you want to write a song or do a skit or do whatever it is to get this information over to your peers you figure out how you want to do it right like it's your thing to teach now and and that kind of builds that learning even deeper and you know we you wrote this piece about the idea of like you know on your blog about the idea of like having a circle pit in our classroom that we have to be comfortable i mean if you don't know what a circle pit is in punk rock it's just this, this thing where everybody literally runs around in a giant circle and it looks like chaos, right? But there's something completely organized about what it is and everybody knows what they're doing and it, and it hits at a certain point of the music and it just, it just happens. Everybody feels it. And so I think like we have to be comfortable with movement in our classrooms. We have to be comfortable with kids getting up and being active and doing stuff, whether that's that idea of those, those construction worker kids and that teacher's classroom Or whether, like, I have my kids get up all the time. I go, okay, I have, like, four sections or four, like, uh, areas in my classroom. I say, all right, everybody, get up from your area and find someone in a different area. Share with them. Share with them what you just wrote. Uh, They're going to share with you. Steal an idea from them and put it down in your notebook, right? And then, all right, find someone else from another section.
1: Getting kids up
0: and moving around. Letting them learn where they... Letting them get up and move and work with one another, you know, if my kids want to go sit on the floor and do the work on the floor while they're working on something, awesome. If I have a group who wants to go and find a corner of the room, great. Get up and do it. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't let kids get up and move around and do those things. I agree, and
1: that, that's the same thing with my faculty meetings. We'll, we've gone outside on the back playground to do activities as a staff. We've gone to the gym, um, you know, and and. Kids, even adults. I mean, who can sit for that long just in a desk? Right. So school school <laughs> desks are not comfortable. They I don't are care not. <laughs> so let our kids get up, and we've been fortunate enough to get a lot of flexible seating. Yeah. Um, the past couple years here at our school, one thing I did—I just thought of this when you were talking about the circle pit, man. The thing I like about circle pits and how, to me, it resembles school. Think about this. You've got everyone going in the same direction right in, in in class we've got everyone working towards the same goal right some kids in a circle pit are moving faster than others right some some are ex- just like in classrooms some are excelling some are going at a slower pace in a circle pit sometimes people fall down because you know if you're going slower or whatnot or you trip over your shoe but the thing is, they're always, and I've never seen, I have never seen in my all my years of going to shows somebody get truly hurt in a circle pit. They might fall down, but someone quickly picks them back up and the momentum just keeps going, man. Like, and that's like our classroom's like, we need to watch out for each other and right. everyone's going at a different pace, but we gotta pick each other up and help each other out if someone falls. Like you don't
0: leave them down there and just leave them behind to get trampled, you know? Exactly. I mean that that's that that's a really great piece of it. And, and, um, you know, we've got one last little topic to talk about. Um, but I think, I mean, we could just go on forever about this idea of like crowd participation and, and what all of this looks like. But I think one thing, I got a feeling feeling there's going to be another episode on it down the the line. I I think you're right. So I think one of the things that I think is really important about, uh, one of the cool things about a punk show is the merch table, right? Like afterwards you get to see what this band brought what they've done, what they've created. And everybody gets to look at it. They get to take a look and they go, oh, okay, you did this. Oh, those shirts are awesome. Oh, you guys have seven inches. You know, you get to do all that. And I think one right. thing that we should make sure we're doing in, in schools is, is I we should create a merch table of what our kids are doing. Right. Like how do right. we showcase what our students are doing and how can we use that throughout the year? Um and and so like how are your teachers or what are you doing on you know, on your campus to showcase what students are doing in the classroom.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I, I tell, I've been telling our staff this, I've been telling the fellow administrators, you know, I've done a couple speaking gigs lately. And I've been saying like, we need to share our stories because we all know what the outside, the community will sometimes think like they hear one negative thing. Or you one person talking negative about your school, or your district. Right. And that's, that's, that's the persona you start to take on. So we need to be sharing our stories. So for the teachers here, they share a lot of stuff out through their class dojo or the remind app with their parents. We've got student work all over our building. We're always trying to find ways of how can we showcase more work, Um, you know, more projects or just things they're doing. Um, Social media is key for this. I I think you just kind of got to find what your audience is. Like I've noticed here in our district, like, Parents are big on Facebook, so we've got a lot of Facebook posts that go out. But they're really big on Class Dojo and Reminds. Us, like, I said, like, we got to share things out that way right? Uh, to, to our community so they know what we're doing. Um, and when you do that, like, as a leader, I get all – every year you get a phone calls. I don't want my kid in this person's class. I, I just got my student's schedule. Can you switch their homeroom? Josh, this was the first year we, because of all – of the posts that I put out, that my teachers put out, this was the first year of a school of 550 kids. I didn't get one phone call requesting a, a change of teacher. And I attribute that to we're telling our stories. Yeah. There's me, no matter who you get, no matter which teacher your kids, your kids with, even if they don't connect with them on a, like a personal level, they're going to connect with some adult here. Cause we do a lot of social emotional. I mean, that's my main focus is yeah. Well-being the kids, but they know every classroom is doing amazing things. And you know, in September, so we had been in school for what five weeks, six weeks. My um, IT director, who does all our Facebook posts, emailed me when I sent in a picture because so I'm sending him picture, five, six pictures a day. He's like, Mike, this is amazing. I think you've given me a picture of every single one of your classrooms already. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, because that, that's what we do. Like, I'm in the. Yeah. I'm in. There's amazing things to share. So. We need to get out there and share our stories.
0: You know, there's just, we could spend forever diving into this. And I'm sure that we'll hit, I'm sure we'll hit some of this stuff more, you know, in in future episodes. But, you know, like always, we reached out on our slow chat and we asked folks to, to tweet in and, you know, we said, hey, we asked about what, you know, classrooms like a punk show. And so our first question was, how does movement play a role in your classroom? And what do you, how do you get kids up? and going? Like, how do you get them moving around? And so our pals over at the staff room podcast responded back to us and they talked about this idea of fitness Friday. And so uh, they said that, you know, we've got this, it's the extension of mental wellness activities that they do in their classroom. They do chair aerobics as, as fitness Friday, like just to get kids moving around and do that and let their students kind of move. And I think that's a great thing, right? It doesn't have to be like, let's get up and go on a journey. It could just be like, Hey, we got to shake this out. You know, let's let's take a minute and shake this all off. I thought that was a really great response from them. Our our second question we threw out there is like, how do you connect with kids before the bell rings or after the show of the school day? And so Ian uh, Stratton uh, wrote his tweet and he says, I have a come and check me out board in my class where kids write anything they're doing outside of school, dance, piano recitals, taekwondo, any sports with time and a date. I hit as many as possible, chatted up with them at the event or back at class. They love it. Fantastic.
1: I mean, and I don't see how they couldn't love it. Right. <laughs> we had OG Library 158, and this is uh, one of my staff members. And she put, I see them in my other job because she works um, after school. She works at our – because she works in our library here, so she also has a job at the public library after work, after school's over. So she, sees, she said, I see them in my other job. I asked them what they've checked out, introduced myself to their grown-up if they haven't been introduced before. And she sees they're doing anything fun after school or during the weekend. I let them know that I'll see them later. And I've seen kids come back into school and start back up conversations of she's big into wrestling. So those sort of conversations about that, and I'll be like, oh, how you know, how did you know so and so? She said, oh, they were in the library the other night. So that's, that's so awesome. Yeah, that's
0: so. Awesome. And then our last question was, uh, how, do students let, uh, how do you let students take the mic and lead learning in the classrooms and at school? And so uh, Elijah Carbajal uh, showed us a video, and I thought this was awesome. He, he tweeted us a little video about how he lets students lead and rock the mic, and he's got his students, one, we talked about how, do you take your students outside? Like, what's it like to be outside? He's got his students outside with chalk. They're doing math problems all over the sidewalk and you know they're writing problems solving each other's problems and really leading that learning and letting them take the lead in that classroom one you're getting kids moving around how punk rock is that and then two yeah you're letting them grab the mic and and, and just shout it out what they're learning i thought i thought that was really awesome and, that and was so awesome. I thank so much for everybody who sent us some stuff. We didn't get to all of them, but you know, we, we love reading everything. It really helps us as we kind of like, you know, I'm sure there are times when it influences what we're, we're going to talk about too. And so that that's great. We love to hear that. Uh, so our next episode, Mike, is going to be on unity. I'm super excited to talk about how unity played a role uh, in, in, in my young life as a punk and, um, And I'm super excited to chat with you about it and what it means for our classrooms. So remember everybody, you can, exactly, you can follow us on Twitter at punk classrooms. You can follow Mike on Twitter at M earnshaw one five eight, and you can follow me on Twitter at Josh R Buckley. So super excited to get this next episode coming up. So make sure that you check us out at our hashtag punk rock classrooms to be part of our slow chat. Mike, what have you been listening to, man? Um, This past week, you know, I
1: drove to Akron, Ohio for the Teach Better Conference, and it's a five-hour drive from my house, so I had 10 hours in the car by myself, (laughs) and uh, it was weird, man, because I I got in, and um, on my drive up there and the drive home, I was putting on a lot of, like, local pop punk from back in the late 90s, so I was listening to a lot of his band Show Off, a lot of his band Messed. Um lucky boys' confusion um it just kind of got me that weird like uh vibe bringing back memories from from my late teens <laughs> I forgot
0: awesome. how good it
1: was man I just forgot how good it was How about you
0: you know what i've been listening to uh, a bunch of different stuff, but i i've been in sort of this sort of like old uh sort of like metalcore thing from back in the late '90s, early 2000s. So I was listening to some old Zeo. So I got I got my I got my got my scream on in my car, and every once in a while I'll be like, "All right, guys, let's put on some some good studying music while you're reading this article." And I'll I'll like <laughs> for like once like I'll play like the first 30 seconds of a song, and my kids are like, "What?" Like, and I'm like, nice. "Just just kidding. Let's find something softer, right?" But I've been that's that has been uh, kind of my listen is some old metal metalcore stuff uh just just getting into uh that the whole talk i knew we were going to talk about circle pits man so i i got back and listened to some of my old metal core roots and so zayo was one of those bands i was checking out so there ladies and cool. gentlemen we want to thank you for tuning in make sure you give us a rating on itunes uh or follow us on soundcloud or spotify wherever you're listening to the podcast at uh, the more stars, the better. Uh, we're so excited for the next episode. We're so excited to have you tune in, tuning into the show. So, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you at the show. See you at the show, everyone. S- S- S-